0: This story in our gospel of the enemy planting weeds in this farmer's field was actually something that was pretty common. It was a rather common thing that people would do during the time of Jesus, that people would just go into each other's fields and plant weeds just to get back at them. When I heard this story though, it it reminded me almost of something that we would do at seminary like a prank. Um, And you know there's a story here. It's my freshman year of college. A couple of guys had gotten on my nerves, so I decided I was gonna prank them. What I did was I went around the seminary, taking pictures of anything of value, and put them on Craigslist, and made it look like I was selling them on Craigslist for very cheap prices, I might add, and put my friend's cell phone numbers as the only contact information. So after about four hours of them being on Craigslist, they had about 200 phone calls and texts, and they both banged on my door at 11 o'clock and said, Take them down, or we're going to Monsignor Cronin. And for those of you who know Monsignor Cronin, just the threat of him hearing about it was enough to put the fear of God in me and take them down. And my, my two brothers' seminarians were quite upset with me uh, for doing this, and rightly so. I was 18 and not very intelligent. But at that time, they probably uh, wanted Monsignor Cronin to do a little harvesting, maybe a little reaping, or maybe a purge. And that's a little bit like what these servants in the gospel are asking the master. Why won't you just pick up the wheats and the weed right now? Why won't you go and harvest right now? There's evil in this world. Why doesn't God just come down right now and end it all? Why doesn't God just come down and smite the evil? It's an issue of justice, right? Well, if he were to do that right now, he would be taking up some of the wheat as well. And Lord knows there are a bunch of so-called weeds out there, people that we might perceive to be weeds who would be lost and would not have an opportunity for conversion. These readings today are all about how God waits for us until the very last moment he holds out that gift of conversion to us all the way to the end. You think about maybe how often we give up on people. People that we don't like, people who we feel have offended us in some way, shape, or form, or people that we find annoying. How often do we give up on other people? as not worth our time or not worth our energy. We might give up on them, but God never does. He never gives up on anyone, at least not until the very end. Maybe we can even think of it this way. How often do we give up on ourselves? How often do we think that I am never going to overcome this sin that's in my life, or I am unlovable, I've given up on myself. But God never gives up on us either. He never gives up on anyone. He is waiting for us, holding out every opportunity for conversion and repentance right until the very end. God does not harvest until the very end. So these readings are a great message of courage for us to take courage and to persevere to know that the reaping that God will eventually have for us will always allow us an opportunity to turn our hearts back to him again up until the very end because if God were to just come down right now and end it all he would never give us and so many other people an opportunity to convert their hearts and turn back to him. And even just a little bit of repentance is enough for God, even a little mustard seed's worth. God takes that little bit of repentance and multiplies it and allows it to bear fruit, to grow into a great tree of life and grace. Even the littlest bit of repentance is enough for God. You know, also in the seminary, in a number of our priest formators would often tell us that some of their most fruitful moments in ministry are when they get called to a hospital, and it's someone in the last stages of their life. And that person has a very big deathbed conversion. Whether it's someone who hasn't been to confession in decades, someone who isn't Catholic, or even someone who hasn't even been baptized. Priests will say that those are some of their most favorite moments in ministry, when at the very last moment, they con- the people convert their hearts to Almighty God. Now, I'm young. I-, I haven't had any of these experiences yet. But I pray that I do because they're beautiful to see that God holds out his mercy and conversion to every single person if only we accept it. God always allows us the opportunity to turn back to him. And we have great examples of this in the church. You think of St. Dismas, that good thief on the tree, or on, the, on the cross next to Jesus. At the very last moment, the last breaths of his life on earth, he muttered words of faith. Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. God did not harvest St. Dismas early. He allowed him to be brought to heaven. Or maybe think of the Emperor Constantine. He was the emperor of the Roman Empire, and on his deathbed late in his life, he legalized Christianity with the Edict of Milan, and himself was baptized right before he died. Now, doesn't mean we should just wait until the very end to receive all of our sacraments. It's worth it to fight that good fight here on earth. But we have comfort and hope knowing that God holds out his hope for us and holds out his mercy to us right until the very end. Because we do know that in the end, God will judge. And he has power to condemn and he has power to bring to heaven. As we heard in our first reading, God's might is the source of justice— God is a just God who will give to each soul what they do, in fact, deserve. And God is not afraid to call a spade a spade. He's not afraid to do that. But even in his judgment, God shows us mercy. Because God is mercy itself. We know that God's love will always overcome any evil, any weeds that might be in our world. Because if he didn't, then that would be a very, very big problem. Because evil cannot stop God. We heard in our first reading again, God gave his children good ground for hope that he would permit repentance of their sins. So this God holds out his repentance to us all the way until the very end and never, ever gives up on us. So maybe go back to when I was a freshman in college. My two friends were very, very upset with me. And we didn't really talk for a while after that. And they had every right to be angry with me. But they didn't give up on me as a friend, and I didn't give up on them either, and to this day, they're two of my closest friends, one of whom's a priest, and another one is a couple years away. So there's hope for all of us. No matter what we have done, if we turn our hearts back to Almighty God, He will never give up on us. So let's pray today, brothers and sisters, that we cannot give up, that we not give up, rather, on those in our lives that we know who struggle with sin, or who annoy us, or who we might find annoying, and not give up on ourselves either. Because we know that God does not give up on anyone. And he holds out every opportunity for us to turn back to him. So may we be ready for that harvest this day and every day.